Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. It's time. It's time to have real, honest, open, difficult, and inspiring conversations. It's time for Love and Life on WURD, Progressive Black Talk Media. Our new family member for tonight is Dr. Earl Bowen Jr. He's the head of counseling and psychological services at Cheney University. Dr. Bowen's research background addresses the psychosocial implications of prostate cancer among African-American men and helping students handle the stresses of college life. Oof. In January of 2015, his work on prostate cancer survivorship among this population was published in the Journal of Research and Development and was subsequently in the International Journal of Neuro Rehabilitation. Family, Dr. Bowen Jr. is here to talk with us about how men should navigate prostate cancer, how to prevent getting prostate cancer, and why it's so important for men to get screened for prostate cancer. How about that? Family, I invite you to the conversation with none other than Dr. Earl Bowen Jr. Well, hello there, Dr. Bowen. Hi, Carol. It's great to be with you tonight. Thank you for the invitation. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you here. It's such a pleasure. And I was sharing with you before we went on air, I said, I can't wait to have this conversation because, you know, as a woman, we should be, a, we should be knowledgeable as well so we can help our men. Absolutely. I find that really women are very instrumental in getting men, getting men to go ahead and take the initiative to go and make that appointment to see the doctor. And mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it's so important. The other thing is that, you know, I have, you know, I am a prostate cancer survivor myself, just full disclosure. And so in so many instances, you know, when you have that diagnosis, you really, you're not thinking clearly. You really need sure. somebody with you. And I find that women are really the best advocates for men when it comes to, to prostate cancer and the questions that they need to pose. There are some very specific questions that need to be posed to doctors. And sometimes, unless you have that list handy, you'll, um, you'll forget all about it until you leave the doctor's office. So I can't overemphasize the importance of women. Uh, in prostate. You know, I think the work... Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, I'm terribly sorry. I, I was going to say, I think the word cancer scares us all. Yeah, it does. I, I really like to focus um, for probably maybe if it's okay, the early part of my talk on what I call prostate health, you know, because prostate cancer, of course, is, is a diagnosis. But a lot of times we're simply talking about prostate health and not really cancer. So that that's an important point that that men need to understand. You know, there term there's some terminology that you know sounds like it could be complex, but it's pretty pretty simple. You know, it's the the fact is as men grow older, the risk of prostate issues just tends to increase, mm-hmm. and uh, that's. Um, that's really not, not that unusual. So what happens a lot of times is that men have what's called an enlarged prostate, uh, an enlarged prostate. That doesn't mean that they have prostate cancer, but they may have an enlarged prostate. 
Dr. Bowen, if I might interject for one moment, because I am not knowledgeable at all in this area, what exactly is a prostate? Uh, well, I'm, I'm thrilled you, you posed that question because I found out that most men don't don't have a clue on that. So, okay, real quick is the the prostate is a small gland in men. It's about the size and shape of a walnut. It sits low in the pelvis, below the bladder, and just in front of the rectum. The prostate helps make semen. It's that milky fluid that carries sperm from the testicles through the penis when a man has an ejaculation. The prostate surrounds part of the urethra, a tube that carries urine out of the bladder and through the penis. So the prostate is very, very important. It, it sure is. Wait a minute. Men and sexuality. Uh, they don't it, teach that in high school. <laughs> Wait a minute. I know. I know. So actually, I start with that basic, just some of those bullet points talking to men to make sure because a lot of men just, uh, they don't have a clue. And so we start with very basic knowledge of sure. what is the prostate. And how it changes is. I was just about to ask you. So I was about to ask if it changes as men age. And if so, how? Yeah. What happens, Carol, is the prostate gland tends to grow larger with age. And it may squeeze the urethra and cause problems in passing urine. So sometimes men in their 30s and 40s may begin to have these symptoms and need medical attention. But for others, symptoms are not noticed until much later in life. And so what happens a lot of times is an infection, an infection or a tumor can also make the prostate larger. Not cancer, but an infection or a tumor. So it's important that men tell their doctor if they have some urinary symptoms. And some of these urinary symptoms are things like passing urine more during the day, having an urgent need to pass urine, having less urine flow, feeling a burning when you pass urine, and sometimes needing to get up many times during the night to pass urine. You start to see some of these symptoms occurring. Um, my message is do not ignore and do not procrastinate, but go and seek help just to get an opinion. And as I said before, this does not necessarily mean cancer. Uh, right, right. It, it could mean an or it could mean a tumor, which can be treated. So, should uh, should the prostate of a man be checked throughout the throughout his life, or should that begin? Should regular checkups begin at a certain age? Well, what happens for for most men is that it starts uh, for for black men. I would say in the, in the age of in the 40, 40 plus range. Um, before other men, I would say probably in the, uh, probably in the fifties, um, because it is something that, you know, we have to look at the thing about particularly black men, uh, is that, um, this disease tends to start at a younger age uh-huh. and grows faster than men of other races. So things like, knowing your family history. So men whose fathers or brothers have had prostate cancer, men who have immediate family members who have who have prostate cancer, that means that you could be at a higher risk. 
The other thing, though, that, you know, I think is important just to make mention of is diet. So Mm. um, what we know from research is that uh, it may be higher for men who eat high-fat diets. So diet is also an important factor. It's very important. To stay diet, um, it's uh, family members who have already had prostate cancer knowing what the risk factors are and being uh, proactive as opposed to reactive. Sure. If I might interject for one moment, that's so much to digest, but we're going to dig into the OMG, Dr. Bowen, but we're so grateful for that information. Family, hi there. Hello and welcome to each and every one of you, especially if you've just joined us. You are tuned in to Love and Life right here on WURD Family. I see you. I see you commenting. And guess what? I can't wait to read your comments. Um, what we're going to do, though, before I do that, is take a short commercial break. And uh, when we come back, we're going to dig even deeper into this. But family, you also know that you're invited to the conversation. And if you didn't know, well, I'm telling you now. <laughs> so feel free to give us a call because I know you might have a comment or even a question for Dr. Bowen. And we welcome that. We welcome that. You are welcome to call us at 215-634-8065, or you can call us toll free at 1-866-361-0900. In the meantime, though, and between time, like I was saying, we're going to take just a short commercial break. Well, you know what I should mention too, you can even share your comment or your question on our socials and I'll do my best to read it aloud when we come back from the commercial break. So family, stay with us because we are coming right back. You're listening to Love and Life with Carol Riddick on WURD, Progressive Black Talk Media. Well, hey there, family. Welcome back. You are tuned in to Love and Life with Carol Riddick right here on WURD. We are talking with Dr. Earl Bowen Jr. in this hour, and we are talking about prostate health family. That's what we're talking about. I do want to acknowledge some of our family members have been checking in. Yes, I see you. I see you. Brother Nasir, hi there. He shares peace and blessings with everybody. And you know, we share them right back to you. Darren, there's Smitty. Hey, Darren Toms is saying hello. Hey, Smitty. Hey, Smitty. Saying hello, family and friends. And thank you so much for the love. He had a good time at the show he shares. Thank you so much. Um, Malcolm, Malcolm White. Hey there, brother Malcolm. He's joining us and he's sharing that he is watching and listening from West Mount Airy. You know, I love that message. I love it every time you write it. Thank you, Malcolm. Gary Bryant is checking in as well. Hi there, brother Gary. Sending love. Lenord. Hi there, Lenord Wheeler is sending love as well. Uh, Malcolm shares that. Uh, oh, you know what, Malcolm? Please email me about that. Email me. Email me about that. Okay. Make sure you do that. Make sure you do that. He knows what I'm talking about. Heather, hey there, beautiful. She's joining us as well. She's sending love to the entire family. Um, Nicole P is joining us from Burbank, California. And she shares, thank you very much, Dr. Bowen, for this great information. She says, good evening, everyone. Um, The beautiful Joanne Dorman is checking in as well. Hi there. She sends peace and blessings as well. Malcolm shares that sadly he was recently diagnosed with the early stages of prostate cancer and he's in the process of the scans, uh, but he might have radiation soon. Okay. 
Now, I'm going to ask you, Dr. Bowen, if we could talk about that for, for in a moment. Um, Lenord asks, should you have a physical and blood work done or just one or the other? Also, should this be done yearly? Okay. Uh, very, very good question. Uh, you really need to have, uh, first of all, a physical exam needs to be done uh, yearly at the, at the least. I know in my case, it was because I was having physical exams done on an annual basis that uh, my doctor at the time was a doctor at the University of Pennsylvania who noticed that my PSA level had was elevated. I'll, I'll talk a little bit about PSA in a few minutes, so hopefully before we end, um, okay. because that's important. It does, um, it does uh, relate to blood work. So the importance of getting an annual exam is that you need to make sure that you, when you talk to your doctor, that you let your doctor know that he or she also needs to check your PSA level. And sometimes it would in, entail uh, a, uh, men don't particularly like this, but it's a digital rectal exam. Um, I know it <laughs> sounds kind of painful thinking about it for most men, um, but it's really an exam that lasts maybe 10 or 15 seconds. Uh, it's the, it, the DRE or the digital rectal exam is a standard way to check the prostate. And what happens, the doctor with a glove, the doctor will have on a glove and a lubricated finger. So the doctor uses that to feel the prostate from the rectum. And it checks the size, the firmness, and the texture of the prostate. Look mm. at hard areas, lumps, or growth spreading beyond the prostate. So if there's any pain caused by touching or pressing the prostate, it could be an indication. So the PSA is another way to help your doctor check for the health of your prostate, which is one reason why I really appreciate you, Carol, for saying prostate health. Because a lot of this is, it, it just needs to be part of your overall physical uh, exam. So I just talked about the DRE. I'll talk about the PSA in a minute. But I think okay. So I have one question for you. So, so the physician is checking for size and texture. Yes. Right. Okay. So changes in either. Yeah. Or, or something like Okay. Okay. I wanted to go to our phone lines for a moment. One of our family members Absolutely. is calling in. I'm sorry, Dr. Bowen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, hello there, family member. Thank you so much for calling. Um, thank you for your patience as well, and welcome to the conversation. Yes. Happy Valentine's Day, Cal. Happy Valentine's Day, Doctor. Happy Valentine's, Happy Valentine's Day, Ron. Thank you. Thanks doctor, you. I would like to welcome you, Doctor, to the Love Zone, and that's where you're at now here on Love and Life with WRD. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> you know, this song is dedicated to you for me on one of the guests, but we have had many, but because you're here tonight, the song is go, Love is the name, splendid name, love is nature's way of giving a reason to be living, and we're glad that you are living because you are here on Love and Life. And so we certainly hope. And this program here that we have, Cal mentioned some of the people already that uh, I call, uh, typed in to let yeah. you know that they was at our lead call, Malcolm, our producer, uh, Mr. Nicholas, and of course, Cal Reddy. 
uh, find the founder of love. She didn't create love, but she took and yeah. brought it on this program here to bring people on like you to help us in what you're here tonight. And we're glad for her for that. You know, doctor, I'm 80 years of age. Oh, I didn't got my testes back last. Uh, I got a good primary doctor. At okay. University of Penn. And I want okay. to talk about it. I want you to write this down. I want you to t- kind of write it down for me. I want okay. you to get the movie called The Fantastic Voyage. I don't know if you remember that. 1967, it came out where the, where the man traveled through the body. And it showed you how all the mechanisms in, in your body, how it worked. I found it to be very education. Wow. I've never forgotten that. When I look at myself and my condition, I am at 80 years of age. My body works perfectly. In that area that you're talking about now, Yes, sir. At 12 o'clock at night, when the body reach steps and you lie down, mm-hmm. at any time after 12, especially 2 o'clock in the morning, that area down there, that system for me, have mm-hmm. always worked, uh, you know, very strong, you know, um, you know, very strong. Yes. Yes, and sir. I'm glad about it. Uh, my energy, my testes came back. I'm very happy with that. My only problem I have is just a little arthritis in reference to my longevity on this earth. Wow. You know, doctor, and I think I was telling someone the other day, and maybe Cal, when you would talk about that, when you look at President Biden, can you tell by his footsteps that he may have prostate cancer? Can you, by, by the way, you know, his steps he take? So I'm saying all this to say one thing, doctor, you know, I know we have a lot of concerns in this country with everything, but yes. I still say that we are in a pretty good country, doctor. At least yes. that we have access to you know, medical attention. When we look back at my age, at my age, when I was young, we, we, we didn't have a lot of health care. But the elders used a, uh, used things back there with your parents and them that really helped us on this journey. Your diets are very important. Mm-hmm. And some of the mm-hmm. things that I have gotten, you know, from the lady that raised me, doctor, I am yes. going pretty strong, but remember, Doctor, I, I say this all the time. I'm not talking melodramatic or anything like that. I want all my people and all people to cry, Doctor. It's a cleansing in that process. It's not about all sad things. You need to take inventory. And look what we have, your parents and them have given you. There's cleansing in tears. All tears are not sadness or nothing like that. So we welcome mm-hmm. you to Southern Up and Malcolm. And all you guys, I thank you very much for being a member of the, of, of Love and Life in WRD. You don't realize what it does, and I want to put the emphasis on this. It makes Cal feel very, very happy. She's a she's a person that have achieved so much. That goes without saying. Mm-hmm. And to have the vision to come back in her city and to have something like this to take away from the tedious, tedious stuff in life. So. With your family, Doctor, one other thing, and it's something maybe I know Cal Auntie, hi Auntie. Uh, I don't know if your parents did this. Give me got my cup running over. I hope that you can bring your family. You gather with them. I don't know if your mother and them did it, but the lady did it for me. That mm-hmm. excuse me, Doctor. You want to mm-hmm. give them some sort of symbol and pass that down from generation to generation. I told my primary doctor one time. She said, Ryan, have nobody ever mentioned something like that? She said, I've never heard of that before. And it was something I mentioned to her. And she was so appreciative. So 
what I'm saying, doctor, give yourself. That's love, doctor. And what mm. we have on this show here, we're not talking about flotation or, you know, doctor no. trying to run with somebody and nothing like that. Isn't it wonderful to know, doctor, that you have contributed in this world and in this country? So may Cal and all y'all be blessed. You as well, bro. To care for one another. Because yeah. there's cleansing and caring. There's yes. Cleansing, you don't get your mom and them. They didn't have there is. All right, so I'll, I'll go my cup and I'm over. And everyone have a blessed Valentine's Day. But remember this. I gave a lady uh, on Valentine's Day. I gave, you supposed to give them candy. I gave her a bottle of whiskey. And I said, oh, candy, right. but look, it's quicker. Oh, bye, Ron. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Ron is a mess. Thank you, Ron. Happy Valentine's Day to you. And thank you. Dr. Bowen, you were about to talk with us about PSA. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go to PSA. I just want to say to Brother Ron and also <laughs> Carol is that um, we're starting a support group at uh, for men, but also women are invited at uh, Temple University, the main campus on Broad in Ontario. And this is really through the generosity of Fox Chase Cancer Center. And mm-hmm. the university was providing that facility for us. Uh, that's going to be um, beginning, uh, I believe it's the first week in April, but I'll leave some contact information on that. And that's just for men to come together as a support group. Uh, which will be dealing with these topics and other things that other Ron brought up as well. But women are are welcome to attend as well. Yes, absolutely. Okay, okay. Absolutely. Thank um, you, thank you so much for sharing. Yeah, it. our emphasis is on men, women, um, and also on the uh, families and on community large, okay. in the black community. So, Dr. Bowen, I'm, I'm, I hate interjecting because this is such an important topic. But I see some of our, our family members are commenting and they have some questions. And I know we only have you for an hour tonight. Uh, one of our questions is, that at what age should we start monitoring our prostate? Well, I think for, for black men, it needs to start probably in the mid-40s. Um, we need to start making that a part of our annual exam. Um, and it's, it's a sin, and it's really because um, black men, we, are, we have the highest incidence rate and the highest mortality rate of prostate cancer and compared to all of the other groups. It, is that greatly due to diet? Well, I think there are many factors. I mean, diet, of course, is one. Um, okay. I'm actually going to be working on a research study very soon. Um, okay. And we're going to be looking at um, environmental factors like zip codes. Ah, really? To see how prostate cancer um, starts to develop and evolve out of out of those conditions. So we're looking at, you know, not only genetic factors, but also looking at right social sure. environmental factors as well. Um, Harold shares that his family has a history of this, so he gets an, uh, a yearly exam and blood work. I have a question. There's a few of our family members have mentioned blood work, but I have a, a question yeah. about that. Eric shares, just Rick, just Rick, he shares, good evening. Welcome to the Love and Life platform, Dr. Bowen. Mm-hmm. He's an African-American male, and 90% of his elders had issues with various types of cancer. All are deceased a better place. Amen. Um, is it more essential for people of color to have cancer issues? And should they research this early in their family tree? 
Yeah, the most important thing, I would say one of the most important things is to get is to is communication with mm-hmm. the family members. Uh, even uh, if a person has passed away, you really want to get some information about what was the cause of, of death. Um, and I think what you'll start to see is sometimes it does not mean necessarily that that's going to happen to you, but there's a genetic predisposition. Sure. And so you really want to have that. And a lot of times families don't always talk about these things. I mean, I was kind of surprised to hear uh, Secretary Austin, as you know, who is the, I believe he's the defense secretary, um, did not really talk a lot about prostate cancer uh, until later. Um, mm-hmm. But he's just one example. But I think men in general, from what I've found, don't talk about this nearly as much. And I think one of the reasons also is because, you know, it it impacts a man's sexuality as well as his Mm -hmm. masculinity. And sometimes those two things tied in together. Yes, indeed. You tend to talk more about sports and maybe politics. You know, to that point, we'll be talking about sports in the next hour because we've got to do our Super Bowl recap. So you hit the nail on the head. Um, I do want to share. Malcolm shares that he had elevated PSA levels, which sparked the concern. He had a biopsy. And uh, now we're walking through the process, but he, he shares that God, uh, praise God, it was caught early. Oh, wow. But the doctors want to make sure that it won't spread anywhere else because he's had bone marrow cancer. Yeah. Um, family, for those of you who have just joined us, welcome, welcome, welcome. You are tuned in to Love and Life with Carol Riddick right here on WURD. We are talking with Dr. Earl Bowen and we're talking about prostate health. When we come back from this commercial break, Dr. Bowen, I am going to ask this question now, but when we come back from the commercial break, I'm going to ask if you wouldn't mind answering it, sharing with us from your experience, what are some things that men can do better to take care of their prostate? Mm -hmm. Um, Family, stay with us because we're coming right back. You're listening to Love and Life on WURD, Progressive Black Talk Media. Hey there, family. Welcome back. You're tuned in to Love and Life with Carol Riddick right here on WURD. We're talking with Dr. Earl Bowen about prostate health. Before the commercial break, I did ask a question, but I'm going to put a pin in that for a moment because one of our family members has called in and is calling in. Hello, and thank you so much for joining the conversation and welcome. Yes, good evening to you and the staff. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Yes. Okay, because my radio turned up so loud and downstairs. But when she said um, females are rough, then that, you know, made me uh, taste some sour grapes. I don't think they should come. Because mm-hmm. I think that, you know, every time they have something in there, here come the female. They want to come. I have to bring my husband, whatever. Bring them and leave them and go back to your business. Because together, I feel like they could ask a lot of questions and things, you know. That, that they wouldn't normally ask. That is my opinion. Thank you. Oh, well, anyway, don't run. Don't run, Ann. You still there? Yeah. Yeah, no, I thank you for sharing your opinion. We do welcome that. We most certainly welcome your opinion. That's why I invite you to call in, talk with us. But, you know, I was sharing that because I think, you know, in our community, we don't talk enough about we don't talk enough about anything, quite honestly, but especially and particularly as it pertains to our health. 
And, you know, more uh, the doctor, uh, the good doctor already shared that we as women, we tend to nudge our men to go to the doctor and get, you know, get checked out. But I think it's also good for us to be knowledgeable, too. You don't think so? I do the same thing. Nudge them and get them checked out. And when they go to to, uh, this open uh, uh, event, all right, Mm -hmm. after two or three hours, I don't know how long we're going to be. And then had the opportunity to ask the question and think. Yes, they should uh, let the women in. I still say, go sit down somewhere. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome, man. Anne says, sit down. She yeah. says, sit down. I don't go. Yeah. Well, you know what? Um, again, welcome your opinion. So welcome your opinion. But for those women who are interested in taking part and helping your men and be also becoming knowledgeable about what's going on. And uh, nobody said you had to go to every meeting. We don't want you to go to everyone now. But we do want you to be able to help your man, you know, guess to gain some information for yourself, gain some knowledge, because your significant other won't be the only man in your life. And it might be helpful to have an education about what's going on in these men's lives um, so that we can be a better help. We're helpmates, right? That's what we are. Let's get some information and help one another. That's what we do. That's what we do. We take care of each other. Um, and look at that. Smitty shares thanks to his wife. He had his test done. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, uh, Eric shares that his aunt and uncle literally kept their cancer issues a secret from everybody for quite a while. And he shares, I don't know why people do that when they're sick. Well, I get, well, see, and you hung up too fast. We could have asked you, you could have contributed to that conversation. But I, again, I think as, um, you know, just generally, we, we've, we've kept things to ourselves. Most of us like to, to get through it, get past it, you know, but, here on Love and Life, we talk about these things because I happen to believe that communication is key and because uh, um, I happen to also believe that we are to help one another. And I believe that, listen, knowledge is power. The more you know, then nobody said you had to go taking over or doing anything. You can go, you can gain some knowledge and you can be helpful to your significant other. That goes for both men and women. That's my own personal opinion. Okay, that's just me. That's just me. That's just me. (laughs) So uh, Joanne, hi there. She shares. She's always concerned about our males. We need one another. Hello. We do. I agree with that. We do. We need we need one another. We need to help one another. We need to be able to help one another. Can't do so if we're not educated. So, Dr. Bowen, the answer to the question question that I did ask was from your experience. What are some things that you believe men can do uh, to better take care of their prostate? Well, um, first of all, just real quick response to a caller about women not being there. I think, you know, this is really a, a family issue. I mean, although the men are the people who are the, you know, immediately affected, but every man is somehow impacted um, by and through his, his family. And mm-hmm. the issue really becomes looking at how do you get families to engage around this issue. Uh, and so that's part of the thinking behind having input from women. But, you know, I mean, people make that decision on their own. As I mentioned in my case, my wife was very helpful because there were questions that I didn't even think about that she did. And she took very good notes and very detailed. But uh, I think people have to decide on their own what they think is important, mm-hmm. how they proceed. Um, and I'm in support group is really area to try to address that because it is ongoing. Uh, and I mean, as I think about it, we might even have special sessions 
where we do have just men and sometimes just women. Um, but we're just starting in April, so we're going to see how it goes. And hopefully I can come back at another time and give you another report on it. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of your other question about things that men can do, I think one of the main things is to be armed with knowledge. And I find that a lot of men, things like knowing different types of doctors. So we all know about a family doctor, but then there are physician assistants, nurse practitioners, urologists, oncologists. So you might go to your doctor, but you may need to see a urologist or oncologist. These are people who are experts in diseases of the urinary tract and the male, mm-hmm. the male reproductive system. Uh, sometimes you might need to see a radiation oncologist. These are people who use radiation therapy to treat cancer or a medical oncologist. These are people who treat cancer with medications such as hormone treatments and chemotherapy. Mm-hmm. You may need to see a pathologist. These mm-hmm. are people who identify diseases by studying cells under a microscope. Yeah. So there's so many. Yeah, it's able, it's important to identify yeah, the physician that you need to see. Yeah, and so uh, with a lot of men they may see their family doctor, but they need to go beyond that. And so I think I want to interrupt. And understanding the different tests that are involved, and also understanding, as someone said about a biopsy, what, right. what does that entail? Uh, so, uh, if I could interject, so starting with uh, going to see your primary care physician and having a regular physical and blood work, would that be a great pa- place to start? Absolutely, it would be a okay. great. Okay, um, I want to address a comment. Uh, Eric shares that Anne has a point, but when it's all said and done, the men are going to have to rely on their wives to get through that difficult time. That's if they're married. It, agreed, if they're married, um, and she does have a point. Both should know each other's medical history. Remember, it's about loving and living. Um, she absolutely has a point because one thing she said that was very important was that men may not feel as comfortable um, talking about their health or their medical history if women are present. So I understand that. I definitely understand that point. Um, I'm going to go to our phone lines because one of our family members uh, is calling to join the conversation. Hello, and thank you for calling. Hi. Hi, Carol. Is this Ms. Viola? Hi. Hello to your guest. Yes, it is. I've been listening. I haven't called, but I've been listening, listening, listening. And I just thought that I would call based on this subject as far as me being a cancer survivor. No, I don't have a prostate, but I know that it's very important to get yourself checked. And I would like to emphasize that We don't actually die from the cancer. We die from the fear of knowing that we may have it. And Mm. if we don't get ourselves checked, then before you know it, we give it a chance to grow and grow and spread. And the next thing you know, we have to take medicine, chemotherapy, radiation. But I am here to say, come April 13th of this year, I will be a 41-year breast cancer survivor. And I took no... I took wow. no chemotherapy and no radiation. Mm-hmm. And it's very important that the mm-hmm. men, my husband passed away from cirrhosis of the liver because mm-hmm. he was a medic in the service, but he couldn't save himself based on the fact he drank, but he had throat cancer. The throat cancer did mm-hmm. fine with the radiation, 
But when they gave him that first dose of chemotherapy, it went straight to his liver. Mm. So oh, I emphasize man. that they got to make sure they get themselves checked right away because it's very important, very important. And um, mm-hmm. we die from the fear of knowing that it could be cancerous. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be. And like the doctor said, Dr. Bowen, is it? Yes, ma'am. And, you know, it's important to go early. I've already told my 18-year-old grandson that when by the time he's 30 years old, he should have an exam. And I emphasize I have son-in-laws. And you listen, you want to know someone that tells them or makes suggestions to them about what they need to do? I'm, 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 you know, I'm, I'm, I'm making suggestions all the time because mm-hmm. I don't want them to be fearful. And, um, you know, you got a wife, my daughters, I'm quite sure that they, they know how I am. So I was just making the call based on the fact that we have to be sure that we stick behind the men and have patience. Patience. Mm. And allow them to be able to deal with it, but with a wife's help, girlfriend, whoever, it will work out. But you have to get yourselves checked. What do they mm. think we go through when we get ourselves checked every time we have a baby? And when we don't, but listen, just a regular, right. listen, yes. Okay, so. Yes. You know, God didn't make no junk when he made these bodies. No, we he are didn't. the ones that mess them up. And yes. for me to hear about them saying about the high fat content, it goes to show you that many of us ate a lot of high fat diets, meat, fat back, different things. Mm. And it's, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. It's a lot of things, we got to change our diet. Mm-hmm. We I do. Not, we I really do. I didn't get cancer because my mother had it. I got it because I went through stress after she passed away. I was so stressed of not having my mom. So stress is a major part in our life, along with us, you know, different things happening. And we just have to be aware of it and not be fearful. Mm. fearful. Not be fearful. We have to have ourselves checked. So I am God so bless you, Miss Viola. Oh I am so God. glad for this program. You just don't know. I could call 20 people and tell them to turn on word and listen to this oh. program. But I'm oh, going to listen to the re- I'm going to listen to the replay and make sure I have my uh, tape recorder or my tablet and I'm going to copy it. Thank you so much, Ms. Viola. Thank it's you so important. much. Yes. Thank you for being there. Thank word for being there. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. And be careful out there. Um, Dr. Bowen, could you sit tight for a moment? Do you have another moment to spend with us? Absolutely. I'm okay. Good. Thank you so much, family. Uh, welcome if you've just joined us. But for those of you who've been here, welcome anyway, too, because we love having you here. What we're going to do right now is take a short commercial break. So stay with us because we'll be right back. You're listening to Love and Life with Carol Riddick on WURD, Progressive Black Talk Media. Hey there, family. We are back. Welcome to the top of the second hour of Love and Life with Carol Riddick right here on WURD. We've been talking with Dr. Earl Bowen Jr. We've been talking about prostate health. And Dr. Bowen, I'd ask you to to, just hang around for just a few extra moments with us because the time went by so quickly. But I'd like to know what you, uh, well, first of all, I wanted to thank you 
just extend our gratitude, the gratitude of your tribe and your village here at Love and Life for coming to impart some knowledge to just share with us. Um, and we do hope that you will come back yes. to visit with us again, please. Love to do it, Carol. I would love to come back with another. Thank you. you. I'm open. What will you leave with us today? Will you leave? What will you leave with us? Leave us with today? I think that there are some basic questions that men and women need to be prepared to pose to their doctors when they have appointments. And I just there. It's not a lot, but I just want to go through each one of the questions. Mm-hmm. The question is, what type of treatment do you recommend for my prostate problem? What do they recommend? Secondly, for men like me, has this treatment worked? Mm. How soon would I need to start treatment and how long would it last? If I need surgery, what are the benefits and what are the risk factors? Would I have side effects from surgery that could affect my quality of life? Are these side effects temporary or permanent? Mm. How long is recovery time after surgery? Will I be able to fully return to normal? How will this affect my sex life? And how often should I visit the doctor to monitor my condition? These are the basic questions that need to be answered that you need to post to your doctor. And then the final thing is to remember that the only real clear indication of prostate cancer is the result of a biopsy. And so if your symptoms or test results suggest prostate cancer, your doctor will refer you to a specialist urologist for a prostate biopsy. Biopsy is small tissue samples taken directly from the prostate. The doctor will take samples from several areas of the prostate gland. This will help lower the chance of missing any areas of the gland that may have cancer cells. Prostate cancer can be diagnosed only by looking at tissue under a microscope. Although it's important to get PSA, the DRE, and all of these things, it's really Mm -hmm. getting the biopsy and looking at that report, making sure you get a copy of it. There are other things I won't go into now in terms of Gleason School and things like that. But if if there are people that are interested in learning more about it, uh, I would like to leave a number. Please. Where it can be contacted is area code 215-285. What was that? 285-2932. Yes, and we'll be getting our prostate cancer support groups uh, the first week in April. And so but we're, we are actually doing our research now to sign people up who will be willing to come. Mm-hmm. And uh, keep those things going so that we can continue to um, deal with this problem that affects families. So with that, mm. um, thank you very much for the invitation and look forward to coming back soon to talk more about how we're doing. We can't thank you enough. I, I, I can't say that enough and have you understand it now. Thank you so much, Dr. Bowen, and we look forward to your next visit. We'll see you soon, okay? okay take care. Right, Thank you. Yep. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Word Radio On Demand. Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM, and online at wordradio.com. 